Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. Season six, episodes two and three, moving right along. You know what I can't stop thinking about with these? What? The timeline of everything here. Like these episodes, the ones we're watching, the very beginning of the season is the end of June, beginning of July, 2011. Their wedding, Kim and Chris's, is August, 2011. And by the end of the year, October 30th, 2011, they will have already filed for divorce. That is crazy, absolutely. But it is also crazy seeing them on the screen, how they are now. I know he was only on this episode for a total of, let's say, three minutes. But they're so clearly in the beginning phase of their relationship. Like, I cannot believe these two people are the same ones that get married in a few months. I can believe they're the same ones that get divorced, but I can't believe they're the same ones that get married. I can't believe the Kim then, the Kim that married Chris Humphreys is the same Kim that thought to put Lucia and Mia in a Valentine's Day Skims campaign. No, please, can we talk about that? Because the ad came out as we were editing Monday's episode, and we were like, all right, we're not going to go back on and do another segment. We'll just talk about it on Wednesday's episode. But I need to talk about it because I can't get over it. I can't get over it, and I cannot get over the level of validation that I feel on a personal level to the way that the internet across the board, so positively responded to this. Because this was one that you can't fight. Whether you want to say that it was Kim's idea, it was her marketing team, it was something that she had no idea about, and then she just signed off on it last minute. Wherever your belief lies in terms of her involvement, this was still objectively a brilliant idea that she ultimately signed off on. And forget about how validated I felt on her behalf. For Lucia and Mia, what a day. I love that we can only refer to them by character. (laughs) I was so confused when I saw their tags with their real names. I was like, that is fully Lucci and Mia. Who are you guys talking about? That's like when you watch a TV show. There are some times where 
the character is just forever going to be the character, no matter what they're in for the rest of their lives. I will just refer to them as Lucia and Mia. And then sometimes you have a character and they will forever just be the actor's name. Like Jennifer Coolidge. Yes, she was Tanya, but she was Jennifer Coolidge. That is a really fun game. Just going through a list of people and saying what they would be. When we were watching The Undoing, Nicole Kidman was Nicole Kidman. I couldn't even tell you her character's name if my life depended on it. Every day I had to consciously remind myself that her name was Grace. Where'd you pull Grace out of? <laughs> I know. I remember the weirdest shit, right? I can't remember what I had for breakfast. The memory on this girl. I'll tell you. It's <laughs> something else. <laughs> oh, I don't know how people feel about this, but to me, Ben Stiller is always Ben Stiller. I think except for in Meet the Fockers because it was such a vital part of the movie. Or Meet the Parents and then Meet the Fockers. People are going to say Zoolander, but I don't know. To me, I just always Ooh. view him as Ben Stiller. I know, I know. What's one where a character will always be a character? Harry Potter. Like, honestly, London Tipton. That's not Brenda's song. No, that's London Tipton. You're so right. Honestly, Zach right? and Cody, it, was, it took me a really long time to like be able to differentiate the fact that Dylan and Cole had their own names. Like, there's Zach and Cody. Cole, I was maybe more able to come to terms with because it's so similar to Cody. Dylan, I was like, where'd you make this shit up? Where'd you pull that from? <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Wait, wait, Em, don't forget that we have a game to play that we made. <laughs> I thought you forgot. Okay. So you're talking about the Skims game? Yes. Okay. So yesterday when Julie and I were sitting on the couch doing the edits for Monday's episode and the Lucia Mia Skims campaign dropped, I turned to her and I was like, let's each come up with people that we think would be great pairings for a future Skims campaign, not Valentine's related. And I totally forgot that we both wrote them down. You want to go popcorn style? Yes. Do you want me to start or you want to start? No, you start. Okay. The first one I have on my list is Drake 21 Savage Boyfriend Collection. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, you think Drake would ever? Um, I, I kind of do. I don't think it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Okay, my first was Paris and Nicole set. I had Paris and Nicole on my list. That's got to happen, right? How is it not? Okay, let me give you a second one that's totally different than Paris and Nicole, but equally as iconic. Jane Fonda and Sally Field or just Jane Fonda. Oh my God. That would be Could a you really, imagine? really epic one. I yeah. want Jane Fonda to do, especially if, you know, she got more in touch with like the workout video days and <sighs> Kim had it said. And like, to me, I think that that would be unbelievable. That would be good. Right? You want to know who's next on mine? Yes. All of Pete's exes. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> No, fucking forget it. Could you imagine? And Kim gets to be in the campaign? Like, what could be better than that? My next is Chris Maloney and Mariska Hargitay. Oh my God, M. No. I know. These are almost too good. I know. Like, she's got she's to do something with these. My next one is a Nepo Baby campaign where it's like Reese and Ava, Apple and Gwyneth, Diana and Tracy Ellis Ross. Ooh, Diana and Tracy Ellis Ross, even just alone, like a would really be unbelievable. I yeah, like a really iconic Nepo baby one. Yeah. Cindy and Kaya. Not a double feature for Kaya. Uh, you know what? Give her all the Skims campaigns. 
I think a sibling one where they do Serena and Venus, number one. And second of all, one where she does just a, a throwback era. So for example, the cast of Laguna Beach. Imagine Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti posing together in a Skims campaign. Do you know how much we would all lose it? Lose it. Tyler Cameron would probably lose it. Yeah. <laughs> He's lost it. I only have one more on my list. Heavy. It's a Skims Nobu collab, and it's a campaign with every girl that Scott has ever taken to Nobu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is right. better than Pete Texas. Yes, that is so funny. And like in it, there's a, a plate of crispy rice to the side. It would have to look kind of like that New Yorker um, cover where it was like all spread out on the street because it wouldn't be in, like there wouldn't be enough room to put them into like one small photo shoot. Like they'd have to be spread out over like a New York City block. Would Scott be anywhere in this, like even off to the side or he's completely removed? Uh, you know what? I think it's better without him. I think it's more iconic without him. I agree. There are so <laughs> many possibilities and that's why these are so fun like you know obviously this one drummed up a reaction that not every single one in the past has but there have been ones in the past that I've looked at and I've been like this is incredible like Snoop's entire family that was such an incredible idea for a campaign Snoop's family was great especially because they don't typically do things like that all of them together I think though one of my probably top three favorites was Tayana and Iman Shumpert that was a good one. Oh, you know what else would be such an epic one? Like mm. the old Gossip Girl cast. Imagine if Blake and Layton did a recreation of the photo where they're eating the ice cream cone. That could be one of the best ideas I've ever heard. Wait, she has to do that. Has, can someone tell this to Kim? I mean, I know that to get Blake to do that, like it would probably take some convincing. But if she could do that, that would break the internet in a way this Lucia and Mia one couldn't even dream of, I think. Wait, I, we didn't say uh, the other parameters of this game is that we were only allowed to think about it for 10 minutes. Like if we really came to the table, if we made this an official presentation as if we were like presenting to a brand, which by the way, maybe we should now that I'm talking about it. Let's get Isabel on the case. and Let's make him a deck. Because if we really had time to think these through, I feel so confident in some of the ones that we could come up with. Like really, really epic ones. This is such a fun game. Also, the way that I feel about all of this is like, Let's just call it a night and put Lindsay Lohan in a Skims campaign because it feels very on par with her revival. I mean, would we ever in a million years get a Paris, Lindsay, Britney Skims campaign? No, I don't think so. But I would be here for it in a second. Like the quote redo of the Bimbo Summit. Oh my God. Imagine the head, they, they redid the headline, the Bimbo Summit. And it was- yep, That's what I'm thinking too. And they're in the car. <sighs> Someone's got to talk to someone about this. I'm like overflowing with ideas. I know. I know. There's so many good ones that could be done. Wow. Wow. I okay. I, let's let's actually do this like in a formal PDF. I'm not kidding. Let's talk to Isabel about it and like make it – because I want to get specific, like not just a pairing, like the Blake Layton example where we're actually recreating a specific cover or a specific moment. That's what we need more of. And also what the campaign would be for. Right. Okay, we have a lot of homework to do. Guys, everyone get to get to thinking. Not not us trying to give ourselves a job. Not us volunteering for skims. <laughs> <laughs>
Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. And it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. And Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's thrivecosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Not to say that either of these episodes have so many individual things to analyze, but both of them were very memorable. Like you don't forget Kim taking Kendall to New York for modeling and you don't forget Kris Jenner trying to change her last name. What about Kim getting butt x-rays to prove she didn't get butt implants? Right. Like that to me, we watched that scene for the first time, what, 12 years ago? And I felt like I just watched it yesterday. I feel as though we're in the golden age of keeping up with the Kardashians. We are right on the cusp of when they're about to be like more famous than they could even imagine. So like it's the incredible amount of fame that they've amassed paired with the fact that they're not quite that famous yet so they can still be on the trashier side of things. Like they don't have to worry as much about the image that they're putting out at this point. Right. They're starting to become more and more image conscious here, but they're not at the point in this season where it's stopping them from their ability to kind of just fuck around. And also, this is the part that I always find the most interesting. Just if you look at it from a wealth perspective, of course, they're very successful, but not even a fraction of where they're at now. Like I still think at this time, Chris's house to them, that big of a home was a very big deal to have in the family. Whereas now, like 
that's a guest house for them. Right. Okay. Like take Scott and Courtney's house, for example, in this season, it was such a beautiful home. Like I remember really, really loving that house that they were in, but there's a scene where Scott and Chris are outside and their pool is like very small. It almost looks more like a koi pond than a pool in that house. And I said to you, I cannot even fathom that there was a time where they had a pool like that rather than just like a monstrosity. Like the fact that they had this home that was just a really nice house rather than like a fucking estate is like, it's really crazy to wrap your head around. No, I know. And it's a concept that we talk about a lot because obviously as they've gotten more and more successful, what then becomes their new baseline for the materialistic aspects in their lives only raises, but clearly so does ours in terms of what we expect from them. Not that like we're looking at it from a judgmental lens, but they have just gotten us so accustomed to a certain type of living that you look at this and objectively the house that Courtney and Scott were living in in this season was beautiful. Like for anyone else, it's absolutely beautiful. But if Scott told us that he was moving into that house today, we would be like, wow, so he must be having some serious financial issues. Meanwhile, it's like a gorgeous house in, in LA. It's just, they've just set the bar to such an unreachable and unrealistic height. And we've all gotten stuck like in that with them. Right. And on top of the way the wealth has grown exponentially, what's so fun about these seasons is that you watch the fame grow season by season. Each season, they are just a little bit more famous than they were the season before. And that was really on display here in terms of two things, I think, throughout these two episodes. One, watching the start of Kendall's modeling career. And two, when Chris is toying with the idea of going back to being a Kardashian and changing her name, it wasn't just because of the Kardashian brand. It was that the Kardashian brand and the Kardashian name had become more recognizable than the Jenner name. And the Jenner name was at one point one of the most famous names in the entire world. That's what Caitlin says during that episode where she's tr- struggling with the fact that Chris is kind of claiming that she wants to do this, where Caitlin's like, at one point after the Olympic Games, everyone in the entire world knew Jenner, and now they know Kardashian. I know, and in retrospect, I know this is the second episode that we'll get into, it's unbelievable just how overt Chris was in her reasoning. Like, there was no subtlety there. She really was saying, yeah, you know what? I rode that one for a while, and I think that now the tides have changed, and I'd like to latch onto this. You know, like, maybe she made a little bit of the side argument that People already mistake her for saying Chris Kardashian. She may as well just make it easier. But it was really more so, this is where the relevance is, baby. And <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Like, I almost had to applaud uh, her kind of bluntness. We talk a lot about how Chris really softened once she had grandchildren in her life. And as more, more grandchildren came, the softer she kind of got. I also think that the trauma of the divorce with Caitlyn softened her a lot too. I think that that time period really made her put things into perspective. Yeah. And we can talk about this more when we do that episode, because I have a lot to say on that. I think the overwhelming thought, and I said this to you because we were watching the episodes together, was like, in retrospect, I can't believe it took them this long to get divorced. I've felt that way since the first episode. Yeah. We can save it, but I feel like if you guys are watching along with us, you may have that same thought. Anyway, so episode two is centered around Kendall's modeling journey. It's the one where she's given this opportunity to go to New York. Chris can't take her. And Kim is like, listen, she can't miss this. I'll happily take her. So Kim takes Kendall to New York. They stay at the Empire Hotel, which such a throwback to see them staying there now where religiously, at least Kim is only at the Ritz-Carlton on Central Park South. But 
you know, this is when we get Kendall's Sherry Hill campaign, which I remember watching this at the time and thinking this was the coolest thing. Because growing up, when we were like around Bat Mitzvah age, Sherry Hill was all the rage. Oh my God, Sherry Hill, Jessica McClintock. That's what I'm saying. And I remember being like, wow, Kendall for Sherry Hill, that is iconic. The way that I felt about that is the way that I felt about Lucci and Mia for Skims. M? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, the the major part about this episode, obviously there's the little tiff between Kendall and Kim and Kendall feels like Kim is working here too hard and any of that, it's all so dramatized and honestly probably was kind of dramatic at the time. But the thing that I can't get over is this is a prime example of how early on we saw Kim following in Chris's footsteps in a way that none of the other siblings ever did or ever will. And it wasn't just about pushing Kendall into this you know, new realm of fame. It wasn't just about like, okay, you're doing this modeling, but I want you to do runway and I'm going to say yes no matter what because I need you to be working. It was also the approach to fame. Like Kendall was a 15-year-old. She was whiny. She was moody. She was a teenager at the time. She didn't want to be doing the thing that Kim was pushing her to do. And Kim the entire time is exactly as she would be now, which is do not be rude. This is someone else's time. You need to act like a professional. You need to act like you want to be here. You need to put your all into this. And it's so funny seeing that work ethic being almost forced on Kendall in the beginning of her career to then watch what it would become partially because of Kim. And also the contrast of what we were just talking about in the last season of the Kardashians with with Kim being the one to be in Milan with Kendall and the contrast to them now at one of Kendall's first big modeling things. It's actually funny you say that because I was thinking to myself that if I was watching this as Kim or Kendall, I would be so aware of how sweet of a moment that is now where, you know, Kim took her to her first ever real modeling gig outside of LA. And now in Milan, when Kendall's walking for Prada, Kim is the other family member there that's kind of like her security blanket, bringing her pasta to the hotel room. You know, it's just like, wow, we we really did the damn thing. I know. And you know what else? a good contrast is, which this made perfect sense at the time. She was 15 years old, but to see how excited Kendall was to be in New York and how it was so suffocating for her to have to work and be in the room because she never got to be there. And so all she wanted to do was explore versus now where Kendall has just been everywhere in the world, partially on her own, but partially for modeling. The contrast, you know what it is, Em? The contrast of Kendall wanting to explore New York so badly to now saying that her first two times in Dubai were horrible, but this time with the Beyonce and the opening of the Atlantis, the Royal was was a much better experience for her. Right, right. It's like you watch that and these episodes will humble you real quick. It's It's the perfect how it started versus how it's going. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I just think that Kim had a vision – for Kendall that obviously Kendall couldn't have at the time. She was 15. But I don't even think that Chris could have at the time because Chris, it's not like Chris said to Kim, I can't go on this. Will you go for me? Chris was unhappy about it, but she was willing to say, you know, we're just going to have to pass this one up because I really can't make it work. Whereas Kim is like, she's given this opportunity. We have to make it work. And even when they're at Sherry Hill and Sherry Hill herself, which by the way, when I saw this for the first time in 2011, I was like, wow royalty is among us. Um, But when Sherry Hill asks Kendall if she wants to do the runway show and without even consulting with Kendall, Kim immediately says yes. Like she 
you're right when you said like her approach to fame. She treated this all as such a business in a way. Yes, Chris did, but like no one else did. Well, you know what was so interesting is when Kendall is saying to Kim, you're projecting right now. And it cuts to Kendall in confessional and she's saying, you know, Kim is only doing this because Kim wanted to be a runway model and she was told she's too short. So she's putting all of her hopes and dreams onto me right now. It was very much like, son, you're giving up your dream. No, dad, I'm giving up yours. (laughs) Yes, it was very high school musical-esque. Although she wasn't entirely wrong. Like Kim was, I would say, primarily doing it because she believed that Kendall really had a gift and she knew how far this could go, which as we've seen it, it has. But I do think there was a part of her that was like, if I was in your shoes and I so badly wish that I could be, I would be doing it like this. So this is how you need to do it. She wasn't entirely off base for that. No, I don't think so either. And I think that it wasn't like she just looked at Kendall and was like, you have all of the makings of a model. I'm going to force you into this. I want you to do something that I couldn't do. Kendall was obviously showing interest in it. And because Kendall on her own was starting this modeling career, I think Kim really latched herself onto that. But I do think a huge reason why Kim was more of almost like a stage mom to Kendall than she was to Kylie is because she was able to connect more with the desires of what Kendall was doing at the time in comparison to the fact, which is actually really funny, that it's Kylie that follows in her footsteps much more closely. I just think that at the time that Kylie started to really become Kylie in her King Kylie era with Tumblr and Snapchat. That wasn't a medium that Kim was familiar with. And so in the same way that Kim became famous for being a reality star and for being Paris Hilton's friend and for being kind of social media savvy in the early days of social media, Kylie was doing that, but in a way that Kim didn't even recognize. Right. It was like the career path that she envisioned for Kendall was more, quote, traditional. And it was one that she kind of felt had a blueprint and she was excited to follow that through. I also think, though, you know, when Kim talks now about being front row at these runway shows and how it really does feel like a dream and not that you don't believe her, but she's been doing it for so long at this point that it's like, of course, she's going to be there. These seasons are the ones that you have to watch to understand why she is so taken aback when she's sitting front row at the Prada show in Milan. You know, like it was it was the Kim that idolized the idea of fashion and runway modeling and high fashion specifically, not the Cherry Hill was high fashion, but I do think that it was something that she felt was so beyond her that when I watch these episodes, I understand now how she's like just fully mesmerized by the experience and that when she says it doesn't get old for her, it makes me believe her. People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, Bowl and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that like makes them so good is that they're really soft and luxurious while also being breathable. So they kind of work in all weather. And their signature sheets are their bestseller. They come in 14 versatile colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. I have them in the color stone. I have them in the color mineral. I have the waffle blanket. I have so many things from this company. Everything is just quality. And their sheets are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and completely free from toxins. Also, they said this, but I didn't really get it until I started using the sheets. They do get softer with every wash and you'll see that. I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and every single person has been a repeat customer. 
And there's a 30-night worry-free guarantee, so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code CBC at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com, promo code CBC. Exclusions apply. See site for details. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. What about the moment in the episode where Sherry Hill, I keep wanting to say Sherry Nicole, by the way, but I know. what about what about the part in the episode where Sherry Hill brings up the runway idea to Kendall and says, you know, we have this runway show on Monday and Kendall starts the decline and Kim jumps in and is like, she'll do it. But in the moment where Kendall's about to decline, she's like, well, I have cheer practice on Monday that I can't miss. And Kim's like, you can miss it. I am so glad you brought that up because that is a prime example of a concept we talk about frequently, but this is a concrete example of like Kim, Courtney, and Chloe and kind of Rob had their teenage years in a way that Kendall and Kylie never did. And I don't think it's something that Kendall and Kylie would give up in retrospect. Obviously it got them to where they are, but like Kim, if she hypothetically wanted to go out to cheerleading practice, there was nothing that was going to stop her. She really was able to live her youth for exactly the age that she was. And in some ways, Kendall and Kylie were forced to grow up so much more quickly. And that's not like a, a sob story. Obviously, look at where it landed them. I think they do it 10 times over. But it really is true. Like the, the difference in fame level at that time, it's incomparable. I mean, and to think about them being on reality TV and then also Monday showing up at Sierra Canyon. I mean, I, and I think about it now in comparison to LeBron James kids being at Sierra Canyon and like seeing them everywhere, all of their basketball highlights constantly all over the news, all over Twitter, all over social media, but then like having to kind of still navigate being normal kids. I mean, you know, I always, always say to you, I would watch a One Tree Hill OC All-American CW style show about Sierra Canyon in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, it's just the type of exposure and fame and wealth and celebrity that they are navigating in high school is something that it, it feels unfathomable to your average person. And honestly, 
even unfathomable to some other celebrity children. Like there's just so much attention around so much world, literally worldwide attention around like Bronny's games. I just, I don't think that that's the type of pressure that, you know, your normal high school basketball player expects, or maybe even can handle. I, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't think any of these kids would give it up. Obviously they'd rather choose that than have that not be their reality, but it's gotta be kind of strange. Yeah, I think about that a lot with like Noah Schnapp, for example, because he was such a normal kid while also doing Stranger Things. Like he was a lifeguard over the summer and not just like when the first season of Stranger Things came out. I mean, literally this season of Stranger Things after it aired that summer, he was had his parents made him get a job as a lifeguard. Like the contrast of like almost pulling off the Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus thing, but there not being that separation of fame from the person is like, it's crazy to think about. It's something that as an average person, it's really hard to wrap your head around because I just, I, here's what I think it is. I could not imagine being famous and someone telling me to do math homework. Right, exactly. And you're confronted with this like super inflated sense of self-importance that maybe is over the top, but also is only reinforced by the way the rest of the world is reacting to you. Yet you have this other life that you also have to tend to. And like in Kendall's case, at the time, again, she wouldn't do it over, but at the time, like she wanted more than anything to just be able to go to cheerleading practice and have someone tell her to do her math homework. You know, like this, yes, this was her dream, but it was so overwhelming. She craved that normalcy. And this is at the very beginning stages. Like imagine now if they were in high school now, imagine... Oh my God, it it hurts my brain to even think about. Right. And I mean, that's what you're starting to see now with this next generation of Kardashian kids. Think about it. They're all in school now. Mason's a teenager. He's 13 now. In a couple of years, you're going to really see, I mean, or maybe not because he seems to stay away from the cameras, but there is going to continue to be that side of him that struggles with the idea of really just wanting to be a normal kid and the knowledge of knowing that based on his family, he's not. No, and I do wonder the amount to which someone like a Mason craves normalcy. You know, like having a real acknowledgement of he's only afforded the life he's afforded because of not having it, but also at times how badly he does want it. I don't know. We will never, the, the type of fame that the Kardashian kids are growing up with is something that Kendall and Kylie could have never even fathomed. Like as we're talking about it now, we're saying, wow, must be so weird for Kendall and Kylie as compared to Kim, Chloe, and and Courtney. Like, forget Kendall and Kylie. They're they're no they are not even known in comparison to like a Northwest. Well, and also this is actually really interesting to think about. Think about Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Rob at school during the OJ trial. No, I know it's a really wild thing to think about Kim going to high school while all of that was going on. I mean, if you look at, you know, the Kardashian kids, the Jenner kids, and then all of the grandkids, it's only just been a straight upwards trajectory of their exposure. It's not like, to your point, even before the Kardashians became famous for being the Kardashians, they still were known for being Rob Kardashian's kids and Caitlyn Jenner's stepkids. So like they started at a base level. It's, it's just they just didn't realize how how that was going to then transform for their kids. It's a really hard concept to wrap your head around. 
Yeah. It's one that I don't envy. No, me either at all. In terms of the rest of this episode, we see Chris Humphreys come to the hotel room to see Kim and she just is so excited to see him. Like runs, jumps out, jumps on him. He picks her up. He brings her into the room, like throws her over his shoulder. I'm just like, really? This guy? Like, This is the one that you're running and jumping to? <laughs> I can't imagine it. I know, but it's also because we know his personality now. But there was a there was a slight second during this episode where he picked her up, threw her over her shoulder, and brought her into the bedroom. Where I was like, I, I can understand how you'd marry the guy that that lifts you up and throws you over his shoulder like that. <laughs> well, I said to you, I was like, yeah, he may be an asshole, but he's fucking hot. He was. He totally was. I mean, he was a knockoff Blake Griffin, but he was totally hot. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. So the other plot line of this episode, which was very dramatized, was between Courtney, Scott, and Chris, where basically Chris has a spare key to Courtney and Scott's house, just like she does to all of her kids' houses. And one day she walks in and Scott's a little bit thrown off. He feels it's kind of intrusive. He brings it up to Courtney. Courtney makes up some fake reason from Chris as to why she needs the key back. She ends up getting caught in the lie. They work it through. And and yes, the whole thing was you know, kind of contrived. However, this... I think was a little bit real in that like, you know, Scott didn't come from a big family like this. He was close with his 
parents, of course. I mean, he came from Jewish parents. We know, we know how overbearing they can sometimes be, and we love them for it. But I don't think that he had this full understanding in the way that you know, Courtney did of just, this is how it goes. And you see, it's something that they really had to work through, even if this example was a little bit bullshit. I do think it was representative of like a, a larger familial dynamic that Scott eventually had to just get on board with and ended up being so happy to be on board with. I mean, current day Scott would love Chris Jenner to have a key to his house, but at the time it was still unfamiliar to him. Yeah. I mean, it took him a while to really navigate all of this. I mean, I can't imagine what it must be like to go from being an only child to having this many people around just all the time. And again, current day Scott, I think I think if Scott were to watch these episodes now, he would be like, oh my God, I would do anything to have that back. I would do anything to have not reacted like that. I would do anything to you know, have Chris in my house and have family around all the time. But at the time, I understood... I understood his his struggles with with navigating that. And, you know, there were ways that he could have handled that more maturely. For example, he could have said to Chris, you know, Courtney's okay with it. I personally am not comfortable with it. I wanted to come to you. And that would have been a completely different conversation. But it was something that was very clearly a part of Scott's evolution. Right. And honestly, even if we want to decenter it for a second from Scott and Courtney or this particular incident – just follow me here. What I think is really interesting is like, if you are entering the Kardashian family at this stage as a romantic partner or, you know, eventually a spouse, not to say that they are not willing to mold, of course, to make people feel comfortable, but the family's not molding around you. You are molding into the family, meaning they run their family like a business. And there's a certain way that they do things that have been perfected over the years. And part of it is they have to do things a certain way because they're just that big. And I think even at the end of the day, if net net, it's a positive and you'd so much rather be in it than not be in it. I can imagine that being a little bit of a disorienting feeling at the in the beginning of it. And so like this was on such a micro scale. It was just Chris having a key, which is something I think a lot of mother-in-laws do or would. But now- those examples would be brought to a whole new level. Oh, totally. And you know what else it is with Scott and and the family is that he wanted it. He wanted the big family element of it, but entirely on his own terms. Like he didn't want Chris to have a key, but he wanted to have game night. He wanted to have Sunday night dinners. He was thrilled to have those at the time. I know his relationship with, with the family and those things kind of ebbed and flowed over the years, but one of... Scott's biggest struggles is that he wanted it when he wanted it. And when he didn't want it, he wanted everybody to just automatically understand that that's not how he was going to operate. And that was one of the biggest struggles he had with the family. And it took him until him and Courtney were not together anymore. And honestly, until he unfortunately didn't have his parents anymore to really understand that like being able to take the good and the bad in these situations is better than not having it at all. Right. But again, let's remove Scott for a second. If you are a new person coming in, and even if you are somebody that is established in your own right, like at this time, Scott Disick was only a known name because of the family, right? Right. Current day, 2023, if you are another celebrity, not the magnitude of Kardashian fame, but you're an athlete, whatever it is, and you are entering this family, there's a set of rules in terms of the way that they do things that you're going to have to get on board with. Not to say that you don't have a a specific dynamic in your own nuclear family that you want to honor and you want 
you know, whichever member you're married to, to, to stand by, of course. But generally speaking, there's a loyalty that they have to the family, maybe even at times above to like the person. And I think that that's a, a thing you got to navigate. It's a, it's, it really is a conscious decision when you're marrying into something like that, even though I think 10 out of 10 times the person would say that it's overwhelmingly a win. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's like my grandma always used to say to me, you don't marry a person, you marry a family, which is true, but probably never more true than when put in the context of the Kardashians. True. Which is why they've struggled with relationships over the years. For sure. It has to play a factor. At both struggled and then also both been such an enticing factor to people. Like I think some people coming in, oh, holy shit, how fun is this? For Corey, for example, yeah, it would be amazing being married to Kris Jenner no matter what, but I think Corey has the time of his life having like a built-in just a team of fun. Like I think to him, it's best case scenario. If I'm being honest, I think Tristan did too. I think that, you know, there's so many times where we've spoken about why Chloe kept going back to him, but there's always the conversation to be had of if he was going to keep fucking her over repeatedly, why did he keep coming back? Like, why was it worth it for him? And of course there was the element of Chloe herself that was so, you know, he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. But I think for Tristan also, he loved being around the family. He remember that season where they're in Malibu and they're not fully back together yet. And he was there all the time coming and hanging out with Scott and hanging out with all of them. That was Tristan's happiest place. And so it is even crazier on top of the fact that he fucked things up so badly with Chloe that he fucked things up so badly with the family. Oh my God. Paris Hilton had a baby. What? Look. Where? Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Paris Hilton, photo of her holding the baby's hand. You are already loved beyond words. (gasps) Oh, my God. Wow. I love when news breaks while we're recording. This was so amazing. I know. I'm so shook. Oh, my God. You know that Carter is losing it. (laughs) He's probably like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Congratulations, Paris. I know how badly she wanted this. Yeah, me too. Oh my God. I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy. I for love her. any kid that's brought into the world and gets to find out that Paris Hilton is their mom and Kathy Hilton is their grandma. What a day to be born. I can't believe that we started this episode by like fantasizing about a Nicole Richie Paris Hilton skims campaign and we ended it with Paris Hilton's birth announcement. That is a crazy ride to go on. Life comes at you fast. It really does. I'm obviously scrolling uncontrollably trying to find the Nicole Richie comment because I feel like that would just be – talk about a full circle moment, no? And I know it would be funny. I really hope that happens. Yeah, me too. Okay, we'll we'll pick up next week with episode three. And I think that's it. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. I'll be back later this week for Bravo with Isabel. And then Julie and I will be back next week. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. 
And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.